This podcast is an audio recording of a live event. It may reference visual material that cannot be represented in this recording. It may also contain strong language and adult themes. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ACME. Guten Tag. Thank you for the kind invitation. I'm very glad to be here. Hello, Sonia. Hello, Lauren, my first Melbourne friends. Hey. <laughs> um, so I'd like to present in a brief outline a case study I've done uh, according um, David Bowie and the avant-garde, especially the European avant-garde. And to introduce my basic question, I refer to an incident in the, in the year 1999, the game of what if. In this year, David Bowie accepted an honorary doctorate at the Berkeley College of Music. In his acceptance speech, he pointed out that he really most enjoyed the game of what if. Bowie said, what if you combined Brecht and Weil musical drama with rhythm and blues? What happens if you transplant the French chanson with a Philly sound? What happens if you, um, no, um, will Schoenberg lie comfortably with Little Richard? Can you put hackers and snails on the same plate? Well, no, but some of the ideas did work out very well, unquote. The game of what if is a sign of a special form of musical and scenic production forms which are linked to Bowie's work, we all know, on the one hand. On the other hand, this game can also be seen as a quality of the avant-garde movement in the early years of the last century. In these days, artistry was set free from the common forms of assembling cultural artifacts. Generally speaking, there are three features defining the avant-garde. First, we probably know it from Bowie, the orientation towards an idea of progress as one element. Then the radical attitude towards hegemonic aesthetical forms, second element. And the third, the trans transcending of boundaries and the plurality of styles and methods. We also think about Bowie when we hear this, but it's actually the avant-garde. My thesis is, and that's not new, the figure David Bowie is composed of a variety of meanings and specifications. Because of that fact, we can do such a conference like here, a lot of meanings and uh, um, considerations. On this note, we will see that essential elements of the 95, 1905 to 1930 European avant-garde movement do mirror in Bowie's work. This connection is not new. Countless publications have been written revealing this linkage. For instance, the David Bowie exhibition, the exhibition Bowie Is, downstairs, reveals numerous examples of how various different art forms influenced David Bowie. Considering the brief time we have, I will narrow my presentation down to a short analysis of the Heroes cover and to an interpretation of the first sequence of the music video with the same title. After that, I, I'm, in order to make my thesis plausible, I will shortly, really shortly, uh, talk about two movies which features Bowie. Uh, if you like to, um, to listen to the whole interpretation, uh, you can join the tomorrow's session on Sunday. It's also here? I don't I think so. So we heard yesterday uh, that Bowie said once, I just see what people make of my work, so David C. Probably is here disguised as a weird scientist thinking about the impact of Kylie Minogue on himself, I don't know. <laughs> Look at your neighbors, probably he's there. <laughs> so let's see, um, I called this chapter 
There we go. Does it? Okay. Heroes, the catatonia is animated. So please forget who this is, this guy. It's not David Bowie, just a picture. Just like the Velvet Underground, Bowie mixes rock and roll with elements from different kinds of arts and opens the horizon of the avant-garde. To draw on the German expressionism and not on the bourgeois classique, which is connected to the progressive rock, marks the implementation of a figure that distances from the performance of a common rock star, on the one hand, as well as from itself. Self-confidence and strength make a way for a neurotic inwardness, which is connected to profound uncertainty, a so-called dissociation of the eye. And this is what's recognized in the context of the literary expressionism. So let's have a closer look. The person's face and hands are in this picture are emphasized by their white color scheme, which is con contrasted by the gray-colored background and the black jacket. His head is bowed, his look set, while his left hand shows upwards parallel to the outer frame of the photography. The fingers of his right hand and left hand are pressed together. His forefingers get lost in the picture. At first sight, the picture tries to give a direction by the dominant enactment of the left hand that shows upwards. But at the same time, this hand gets lost within the entire composition. The set look, the lost forefingers, the bowed head force the observer to put his focus on the eyes. He gazes into space. The depicted person is completely turned inside. There is no contact, contact to the outer world. Only the lettering on the upper part on the right side manages to create some sort of identity. There were get to know a name which is preceded by the term heroes. The color of the lettering corresponds with the visible body parts, face, necks, and hands, and by this method, a graphical connection between person and lettering is achieved. At the same time, we can find a break of the composition because of the quotation marks. Uh, I need my other class getting old. My God. Yeah, because of the quotation marks that were added to the term heroes. On the one term, the term is highlighted by the quotation marks, but on the other hand, it adds an ironic meaning to the original meaning, outstanding people with special abilities. And therefore, it is distances itself from the original meaning. The photography we all know, which bedecked the record Heroes, released in 1977, is related to the works of Erich Heckel. On the one hand, it is related to the woodcut, woodcut Rockariol, which Heckel made 1917, uh, under the impression of World War I. On the other hand, it is related to the portrait of Kirchner, which was published under the same name. And you know the artist group Die Brücke, which was set in Berlin, did all this stuff. The portrait of Ernst Ludwig Kirchner depicts himself in a stiffness of catatonia. This expressionistic work is obviously quoted here so that the photographic work is understood as a pastiche that imitates the reference and puts it in the new context. And in this video, you can see it in, uh, in, on YouTube, the catatonia is animated. Uh, the, the body parts has nothing to do with each other. And this, I think it's a real great uh, video. Now let's have a short look at the music video. The video was directed by Stanley Dorfman in 1977. Dorfman also um, directed Bowie's video, Be My Wife and Blondie's Heart of Class. As you can see, the actor forms the center. The stage expressed the mood. 
here a form of unreality. The stage, the room comes to nothing by using light. It's a play of, light, of uh, yeah, light and shadow. You can see a glow out of the person and a messianic stylization. Also using by the patterns of, of light, um, hello, uh, patterns of light and shadow, it seems that the person is placed on a pedestal. Actually, you don't see the feet. So let's go back to the, um, to the um, avant-garde forms. Lightning and sound are manipulated to reflect psychological and emotional realities by the use of light and shadow. We can see that in the, in the Heroes video. It's just in an expressionistic um, 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 tradition. A use of unnatural movements, movements that reflect inner psyche. He's standing like this. Huh? Actors um, use of puppets and marionettes or act like them. We know, all know this. So, in the short term, expressionism is the term used to describe any art form, any art form that distorts reality to produce a highly emotional level. Or to make it more descriptive, feature that. I think you were all in the exhibition, probably. Uh, you take the woodcut, it's down there, by, made by Erich Heckel, which can be seen in the exhibition on the right hand, and place it in a base hospital in Belgium during the World War I. That's how the guy felt who, who threw on it. Lonesome, speechless, swept inside, disenchanted, frozen, in shock. That's the way the expressionists um, 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 organized their work. Stylistic elements can also be identified in most recent productions and the next day and Sue. In Sue, Bowie is orientated to the, towards the film noir and the era of silent film, as well as being guided by Orson Welles' post-war movie productions and others. And in the stars, we see serialistic images and a mimic adaption of Buster Keaton. The motif of the doppelganger, which originated in the romantic area of the 19th century, is employed as well. As you can go further, and the other song, I can't not remember the name, what a shame. He's um, uh, thinking about World War I, as in rubber band in the, in the um, 1960s. It's too late to be grateful. Let's go to the pictures. Christiane F., Wir Kinder vom Bahnhof Zoo. Uh, the movie, Christiane F., Wir Kinder vom Bahnhof Zoo, was released in 1981. Ulrich Edel, the director, tells a story about a girl in Western Berlin and her addiction to heroin and he combines the two motives of an inveigled girl and Berlin as a scary place with a story about loss of social status. The motive of this film is, was very usual in this time for German movies to, draw, to take the problems or whatever. It makes him um, special. The movie is underlined with the music of David Bowie, you all know that, and nine tracks from the album Station to Station, Low Heroes and Lodger. And in the course of the movie, you see that here, the protagonist, this is right. This Christiane joins a Bowie concert that was produced solely for the movie. I keep it very short now. It's not a long interpretation. The figure David Bowie, he is David Bowie in this play, plays with the hope of salvation, but prepares at the same time for the failure. The hero that has been introduced at the beginning of the clip becomes someone you don't know, whose purpose and position within the film is not perceptible. They weigh into the picture like here, right now, that has the possibility to use the figure as a counter-draft against the dark and threatening surrounding fails. Huh? You see, whap, cut, and cut. Yeah? 
It's not, it's not in the center. And now, cut, as the expressionists said already, there are no heroes. Just like several artists in the beginning of the 20th century, they went for, to war full of ideal, ideal, idols, thank you. And the next word is heroism, in order to transform their work into a pointed memorial of sorrow of those years. Bowie plays with the title heroes surrounded by quotation marks also in this clip. And in the end of the clip, he performs the heckle figure again. Like, I don't know if it's like this. So, um, Quentin Tarantino said it's the best ever shot shooting um, con concert clip ever made. I agree. Where are we now? Let's go to um, David Lynch. I love him. Um, I call it surrealistic dream worlds in Twin Peaks. Ulrich Edel, Edel, the guy before, seizes on the concept of the inconceivable, conceive, conceivable, maybe, conceivable, yeah, and the identity-refusing subject and uses it, it to emphasize the mood and aesthetic which he created in his films. He used David Bowie. Langsamer. Five minutes. Oh, great, let's have a break. <laughs> yeah. Coffee, cakes. <laughs> what is David Lynch doing? Oh, it's good. Um, he picks up the ambival ambivalent concept of identity which is aligned with David Bowie and uses this concept for an analysis of the US-American society. Lynch isolates Bowie from his original status as a musician and performer and presents Bowie as a figure in his sense. Now let's see. I love this. In Fire, Walk With Me, Bowie comes from another but not yet shooted film. He is lost, but at the same time, he is in a hurry. Bowie's entrance into the scene is delayed. The audience is presented a situation where different layers of reality interfere. The opening door of the lift the expectation of an entrance, Cooper standing in the corridor and his doubling on the monitor, as well as the contact between Cooper and Jeffries, who is caught on a monitoring camera which is under Cooper's surveillance. On the duplexes of the figures hit each other. They become representatives of a non-physical world where they organize themselves parallel. In this scene, Jeffries Bowie is defined as the carrier of both worlds of reality right now. He enters the picture as a physical being and becomes a ghost as soon as he has a contact with, ad, contact with others. He swipes those involved or blurs into fog when contact cannot be avoided. Bowie seemed to be the best actor to perform the carrier of the dream world. He deprives himself of an immediate excess and wanders on the boundaries between the state of matters of being there and not being there. And Lynch, David Lynch, knows how to use the pattern that is linked to the figure David Bowie for his own purposes and makes more than one quote from the rockstar Bowie of it. Now he will disappear in fog. You see? Tries to get contact. We're not going to talk about Judy. And then the other guy goes over him and then another word appears right here. Brilliant scene. So let's come to a conclusion. Um, 
probably you know the um, the um, um, uh, album from Richard Hell, Blank Generation, from the mid 1970s. And on this album cover, there is uh, Richard Hell, and on, on his breast is um, uh, written, um, "You make me." So we make David Bowie. David Jones becomes David Bowie as soon as he covered with the aura of the indefinable. His body becomes the primary setting of the form of expression. And for his luck, he has a real good body for that. He's thin, he's white, he's like an empty canvas. <laughs> if you were thick like me or whatever, it wouldn't work. Um, and his body becomes the primary setting of the form of expression, and as a public individual, he chooses a form for himself, namely an armor that protects and ensures the distances between him and his followers or observers. The enactment of an individual as, a being, uh, as being extraordinary leads to the particular creative power that destroys the outdated old times in favor of the new times. Two minutes, I get it. I think um, Bowie is following a, um, a concept by refusing a, a fixed identity. This is a, sub, a subversive concept that en enables the pop culture in its, in its entireness to experiment and to reflect that it's the new one. The beginning of the American punk movement, also characterized by Jewish musicians in the 1970s in, the new, new York, in New York, is just the same provocative play with the refusal of an identity which David Bowie is playing along and even takes it further with different forms of expression. The figure of Bowie is still to these days bound to the pictures of the German expressionism, like I, show, I tried to show you, that make the modern human in times of decay and war as a subject of discussion. The work that was done by the artists of expressionism influenced the film, theater, and music of the 1920s. What a template for David Robert Jones, alias David Bowie. Thank you for your kind attention. You have been listening to an Acme podcast. For more recordings, go to soundcloud.com slash acmeonline or the Acme website.